And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, here we are again another day committed to being your consumer advocate, helping you understand your buying decisions, making you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Save our hotline number at some point. You may need it. 813-750-0550. Call or text the hotline. It's an off-air number. 813-750-0550. You used to call me on my cell phone. And we greatly appreciate all the who, who reached out this last week. Getting uh, Several people reached out wanting to get pre-approved for mortgage. Uh, folks looking for credit improvement, uh, contractor uh, introductions, and more. Thanks so much for y'all that are reaching out to the show. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Got a great lineup for you today as well. Uh, one of our A-team uh, packages here. We got Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay, coming in later in the show. Attorney Millie Athanason here uh, coming up as well as Fred Muth, Tampa Screens and Aluminum a.k.a. the 10-man, longtime friend of the program here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And before we jump into that, I want to let you know about a couple of our hot listings right here in Tampa Bay. Uh, 202 South West Shore. This is a lot in South Tampa, one block south of Kennedy. Great opportunity. Could be potentially converted to a commercial opportunity. 202 South West Shore, vacant lot, corner lot, build your dream home here in Beach Park or potentially... Uh, you might want to, like I say, rezone it and potentially put a uh, some type of a business there. Great opportunity, 202 West Shore, vacant lot for sale in South Tampa, the corner of Cleveland and West Shore Boulevard. Great opportunity here in beautiful Tampa Bay. Uh, we also have a property available at 12208 Four Oaks Road. Uh, this is a $1.8 million ask price, uh, 12208 Four Oaks Road development investment opportunity, five acres MOL. And it's a great opportunity to build residential, maybe again, a convert to commercial property. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, quick shout out as well to Chad Irrigation. Chad Irrigation for all of your irrigation sprinkler needs. Uh, Great contractor based here in Tampa Bay. Uh, Victor and his team do a great job. Chad Irrigation. They actually hook my home up to Lake uh, water, So they're pulling water out of Lake Tarpon using that. It's a lot more affordable, of course, than using the city or county water. Uh, so shout out to Chad Irrigation. Victor and his team do a great job. Longtime friends of the Consumer Quarterback Show. All right, let's kick it off. We got, uh, let's go ladies first here. Attorney Millie Athanason, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Brandon. I always enjoy it. Yes, my pleasure. It's great to have you as well. And today we were going to talk a little bit about auto accidents and what you may need to have uh, in your glove box and on your persons. Absolutely. That we need to talk about. And um, I wanted to to let you know a little bit about what the statistics are here in Florida as to auto accidents. Um, according to the Department of Safety and Motor Vehicles, and these statistics are the latest published, which are uh, 2018 statistics. Uh, the 2019 ones were supposed to be published in 2020, but because of COVID, that didn't happen. But in 2018, there were over 403,000 accidents in the state of Florida. Wow, 403,000 yeah. accidents. 
Wow. And yeah. my, my wife, Lindsay, and I were two of those. We actually both oh, had a, gosh. We had a good oh, one. <laughs> but, oh, uh, my goodness. Let's, okay. let's introduce Fred, too. Fred's on the line. Fred Muth, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, the Tin Man. The Tin Man, I love that uh, term. Uh, in, in the industry, people are starting to uh, call me the Tin Man because of you, Brandon, and I love it. I'm enjoying it. Nice. I love it. That's cool, man. I'm glad it's catching on. Uh, so it's so we got on. Fred Fred on the line as well as Millie. And there, there may be some crossover there, I think, you know, around consumer protection. But, uh, uh, yeah, what, so what are you seeing, Fred? What do you want to talk about today, my friend? Oh, I, I want to be in a consumer show. I, I'd like to talk about the, the uh, pros and cons, the ups and downs of contracting, just so that the uh, everybody knows out there who's listening what can go wrong in the contracting business and what you should be on the lookout for. Yeah, especially, too, uh, we've had Chuck Peterson talking about deposits, how much is an average – you know, should a deposit be? I know some of these these unscrupulous contractors, uh, they will ask for large, larger than normal deposits, and unfortunately, some people are falling for that trick. Uh, what what's a general rule of thumb there on uh, deposits? Uh, well, uh, we for many years we would ask for twenty five percent, you know, good faith to get it moving, and of course to, uh, to cover the engineering and permitting. Uh, we recently dropped that to 15 percent uh, because we our jobs are taking so long in the permit department. We don't like holding a, a consumer's money that long, so we're we're taking a 15 percent deposit, and um, you know balance paid when the job is completed. Which right now with permits and everything is three to four, maybe even five months, depending on how quick the permits come through. Permits are really really dragging on. I sure hope that changes. Yeah, I you know, unfortunately I just I see it too. I just put another uh property about to put it under contract, a big one about a big development deals just under a million dollars. And, you know, it's it's a process, of course, educational process uh with the uh, a lot of times the sellers they, they say, I want to sell this land, I want top dollar and I want to sell it fast. But uh unfortunately the permitting, the zoning, the different plans, the infrastructure, uh things of that nature come into play. And it you know, sometimes it takes six, eight months, even up to uh, 18 months to get a big time deal done like that. Uh, when you got acres, acreage involved. Um, sure. so Millie, I wanted to ask you, did, have you uh, had any, uh, you know, instances where you dealt with contractors and deposits or any kind of anything come to mind, uh, when it comes to consumer protection around contractors? Well, yes, I'm going through some renovations myself at my residence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not an area of law that I practice per se. I mean, I'll I'll help a client if they need some help, like writing a letter or making a few phone calls. But I haven't had to sue any contractors or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, unfortunate, but it is it does happen out there. Uh, so we've got Attorney Millie Athanason on the show, Law Offices of Millicent Athanason, uh, local, again, another local uh, area uh, contractor or, or business. Uh, Fred Muth, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, local area business, support the local economy through uh, the Consumer Quarterback Show. And uh, Fred, back to you. When, when you look at the, the overall, uh, you know, where we're at here, we're sitting in, in one of the greatest markets in the history of uh, the planet you know, through the commercial breaks, you'll be hearing uh, the latest updated stats that I've uh, recorded and added in there. Uh, but absorption rates are high, inventory's low. That seems to be the theme of the last year or two, actually. It's amazing. Uh, as a matter of fact, on the news this morning, uh, today being um, Thursday, they were talking about it. on uh, Bay News Nine. They were talking about the uh, the market, how phenomenal the market is, and uh, how saturation, everything that you're talking about. You know, uh, 30-day supply of inventory max 
boy, what? I mean, I don't even think it's 30 days. Do you? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's right at it and sometimes less. Some markets, some pockets are, are a lot less. I mean, especially the hot areas like, uh, you know, Palm Harbor, Tarpon Springs, Dunedin, South Tampa. I mean, certain pot, Carrollwood, you know, the certain certain areas where that are just that much more desirable. Uh, they are they are just really, really tough to keep inventory there. And uh, right. that's where we I, just had Ray on the show and Ray's warning people, hey, be careful about overpaying uh, for properties. Sure. But unfortunately, sometimes you have to. You get in this bidding war and you, you say, well, I really want that house. I got to be in the house by this time of date to get the kids back in school or the job transfer. And, and people are willing to overpay right now. Yeah, I know a guy uh, just made a deal. He offered 5000 over the appraised value. Nice. And the seller accepted it and it went through. And yep. um, another another one I'll talk about is I, I signed up a customer about four weeks ago. Tree fell down, hit their enclosure. And um, they said to me, I think we might list the house. I say, if you list the house on a Wednesday, you'll probably get an offer on a Thursday. They said, no way. I said, probably. So we get the contract to replace the cage. It's in contract. It's in permitting. Uh, I took a phone call from that customer two days ago. She said, you were so right. <laughs> nice. I, I, said, I said, was it a one day? She goes, a one day turnaround. She says, we can, she says, I can't believe it. Now what do we do? I go, don't worry about it. I said, you know, it, it's, it, it'll, it'll go through as normal. You just do what you had to do. Uh, close or closing on April 6th. Uh, and just, just forget about it. You know, we, we'll take care of everything else. It's just, I, I've not seen it like this. Um, you know, with the exception of 2003, 2004, I was very active in the same industry. And, uh, that was the boom. That was a tremendous boom. So, you know, my statement today is the boom is back. And I keep saying that. I guess there's some young people that say, what's he talking about? <laughs> maybe he, maybe he's a baby boomer or something. I don't know. But th- this is very similar to, to what we had back then. And uh, things were moving fast. I, I sold jobs back then. And um, I've had people call me two, three days later, ask me to cancel the contract because somebody came down and offered them. 10,000 more for their home than they just closed on it, you know, two weeks ago. And, and it was just, that was, that was, that was nuts. And that's sort of what, what we're seeing now. I mean, it's, it's a bidding war. If you want the house, you're, you're going to, you're going to bid for it right now. Yeah. It's a little different in the sense that the, uh, the loan programs are much more solid. So the, the economic conditions and the fundamentals of the market are much different uh, in terms of oh, yeah. uh, the financing and some of the, uh, you know, the non-prime loans, those aren't there. We don't have those again. So I just want to kind of, throw that in there to, to, to kind of caution people not to worry. It's not similar to what it was last time uh, with the irrational exuberance, but, but yeah, it is a hot market, different themes this year. I think this time it's more of a trend from Northern States. Traditionally, you know, we, we had the traditional colder to warmer climate. Yes. People would normally move South to, uh, for the, the, the weather, but also now it's kind of blue state to red States lockdowns to free States, that type of scenario that's playing out as well, Fred. Yes. Absolutely. It's uh, all, a whole different set of circumstances, but uh, bottom line is uh, the boom is back. The boom is back. Tampa Screens and Aluminum. Uh, Fred Muth can help you beautify your property, add a, a screen room onto your home, uh, lanai, porch, patio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they've got some really new, uh, unique designs as well, Fred. Yeah, the panoramic view is the hot potato these days where you can take the rear view of the pool enclosure and eliminate many of the uprights and chair rails, which uh, people want the, the more open view. And, and I just talk about one that I recently sold a uh, 75 foot span in the back. Uh, he had 10 panels. So I think he had, uh, when he was looking out, he had 11 or 12 uprights and then a chair rail. Now we turned that into 
three openings only, three 25-foot openings, and it's a beautiful job. And uh, it's on the lake, you know, down here in Riverview. I, I, it's just I've got plenty of photos of that one. That's that's what's what we're seeing right now. That for the pool cages, that's uh, that's the hottest item out there right now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, stay with us here. When we come back, more from Fred Muth, Tampa Screens at Aluminum, Millie Athanason as well, law offices of Millicent Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Later on, we're going to have the AC guy of Tampa Bay here in studio as well, Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa, plus our feel-good story of the day. Contestant wins $145,000 on Will of Fortune, donates it all to the less fortunate. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show with a market update, Pinellas County latest data from the MLS Multiple Listing Service data. Uh, as of February 2021, uh, we have a reduction in inventory again. So we have a low inventory market already down, uh, low uh, records, 2562 in January, down in February, down to 21. 42. So that's residential listing units for sale in Pinellas County. Now, if we come down and we look at the sales, the sales are actually up. So there's an inverse relationship there. Uh, the sales are up in 2021. Sales for January 16, 15, and 1863 in February. So the sales are up. Inventory is down. It's a great time to be listing your real estate properties. Great time for a move up buyer. Uh, reach out to our hotline. We would love to talk to you about the market, about your equity in your home, and about how you can get the absolute highest sales price right now. 813 750 0550. Call or text our hotline 813 750 0550. Also, check out the website consumerqb. You can see links there to our expert contributors, our real estate listings at ConsumerQB.com. And we would love to help you with your buying, selling, or investing right here in Tampa Bay. Brandon Rimes, Real Estate Quarterback Show. Talk to you soon. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsay Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsay are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Brandon Rhymes here, your host, also owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, top-ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, top 1% ranked uh, team here. And we like to feature our real estate listings live on air on the show to help our sellers get more exposure and, and maximize the profit. 1602 East MLK 
Gill's Body Shop for sale right here in Tampa Bay. This is a property that has a 45-year reputation, uh, just a great following. People bring their vehicles there to get serviced and repaired. 1602 East MLK Corner Lot, great location in beautiful South Tampa. Gill's Body Shop available uh, right here in Tampa Bay, reputable auto body shop uh, in Tampa available for sale also 5402 u.s highway 92 this is a bar available for sale this is the finish line saloon 5402 u.s highway 92 we got a bar for sale if you ever thought about starting or owning your own bar this one's turnkey ready to go uh making uh 10 to twelve thousand dollars a week in cash you get a large corner lot great opportunity to own real estate here in tampa bay and you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com all right all right so uh on the line we got millie athanason attorney millie athanason that is law offices of millicent athanason and also fred muth tampa screens and aluminum i want to go to millie now uh millie tell yeah. us a little bit about some of these stats you were talking about auto accidents stats and you said four hundred and three thousand auto accidents in the state of florida Yes, actually almost 404,000, and that was in 2018. And and unfortunately, the number is increasing, and that's probably due to, you know, the population growth, having millions of visitors in and out of the state of Florida, the unpredictable weather, the congested roads. And even with the, the pandemic, I mean, they've, they've been reporting on the news that there's been an, a, a huge influx of tourists for the spring break and that. There's certain markets that I think you and Fred alluded to earlier that have really increased in population because there's a huge demand for housing and not even enough supply. Um, so, so with that, you can understand how the roads are going to be so much more congested. And what about social media too, or you know, some of the younger generation on their phones texting and probably doing social media uh, as they're driving. Yes, even though there's laws against that, it certainly hasn't stopped that. And it's not just the teenagers. You'd be surprised how many uh, adults are busy texting while they're driving or responding to texts or what have you. Yeah. So that certainly is, is a huge issue that perhaps, you know, a decade ago wasn't as prevalent. Um, you've got, with, out of those almost 404,000 accidents annually, about 3,000 135 of them are fatalities. In other words, someone dies. Um, as about 63% of all motor vehicle accidents result in injuries. So that also tells us that, you know, there, there's more high impact accidents. You're not seeing as many as we used to call them fender benders uh, that you were seeing, uh, let's say, even five years ago. You'll see a lot more um, accidents that have involved serious injuries. Um, about uh, 5,600 of those accidents in, do involve drinking and driving, and about 9,000 of that of those uh, accidents involve pedestrians. Um, so even though a lot of people have cars or, or hitch rides or what have you, you still have a lot of pedestrians walking, and that's especially in the beach areas and other tourist-filled uh, areas. Um, Right now, about 30% of all accidents are investigated or reported by the Florida Highway Patrol, about 29% by a local sheriff's department, and about 40% of them by the police department, and then about 4% from other sources. So that's kind of important, and what I wanted to touch on, too, is that, 
you know, the, a lot of people say, well, you know, should I call the police when I've been hit? What should I do? Should I just do an exchange of information and get the other guy's identification and insurance information and call it a day? Um, I would urge you particularly, you know, depending on the, on the nature of that impact and if you feel that you're injured, by all means, you need to call the police. You need to first pull yeah. over your vehicle, make sure you're in a safe place so that you don't have another impact while you're waiting for the police, but you need to call the authorities and have them come out to the scene of the accident. Um, you know, a lot of times when you've been in an accident, you're not looking at your surroundings. You're not looking at traffic devices or skid marks or or other things, you know, parts of vehicles that have, have gotten broken and are on the road. You're not really paying attention or focusing on those elements because you're more focused on, oh, my God, I've been in an accident. I'm, in, you know, I'm in shock. What am I going to do? So, you know, when in doubt, please call the, the authorities and have them come out and investigate the accident. Um, one of the things I always recommend is you should keep not only your proof of insurance and your vehicle registration and your golf, um, your, I'm sorry, your um, glove box, glove box. I'm sorry. Isn't it funny? It's called a glove box, right? Like I guess you used to yeah, keep yeah. your driving gloves in there, you know, that's where you got your gliving, driving gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you need to you need to keep those in your glove box. But um, you should also, I mean, everybody nowadays has a cell phone. If you don't have a cell phone, at least get some sort of a disposable camera to keep in your car. But usually, most people have a cell phone or an iPad or something with them. And make sure that you're able to take pictures. Um, if you can take pictures of the scene of the accident, of the damage to the vehicles involved in the accident, um, if you know. It, maybe the, the people that are involved in the accident. I think that's a really important thing to have. And, and a lot of people do that instinctively, but you'd be surprised how many people are just in shock and they kind of freeze up yeah. and they, they just don't know what to do. Uh, they're just kind of stunned. So that's something I, I wanted to, to follow up on. You should also try to keep in your vehicle uh, a notepad and a pen, and I certainly don't recommend, it, you know, writing while you're driving, but keeping a notepad and a pen to make some notes um, to get insurance information from the other parties or um, or to get any type of identifying data, that's also helpful. If somebody makes a statement to you, if they come up and say, gee, you know, I'm awfully sorry, I was texting, I, I didn't see you or something, jot that down. And, and you may think, oh, my God, well, I'm going to remember that. Who would forget something like that? Right. You would, you would be surprised. By the time you go, let's just say you had to file a lawsuit in a case, you know, that could be easily a year down the road by the time you've gone for your medical treatment and you've, um, you know, gone through the demand phase with, with the insurance companies, it can be some time down the road. Well, you want to have a good memory of that. And, and memory tends to dim with time. So making some notes and, and just keeping them handy is something that I think is, is very helpful. You, you should also keep some, um, a flashlight and some flares in the in the car, uh, particularly for for nighttime accidents, because a lot of times you can pull over to the side of the road, but if nobody sees you, 
uh, you can get hit while you're sitting out there. I, I actually had a case one time where there was a trucking accident and uh, they pulled over to the side and there were two people in the truck. One of them gets out and is walking around the vehicle and they get hit by an oncoming vehicle at 75 miles an hour. Oh, boy. And it happens to yeah. a lot of the uh, the uh, tow truck drivers as well. Uh, Millie Athanason on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, Fred, Millie, if you can hang out with us, uh, we'll come back. Fred, uh, or Greg Bowman's joining us in studio, AC Guy in Tampa Bay. Sure. And then we'll get a final thought from you if you have time. Uh, we're, we're running out of time in this segment. But, uh, yeah, I love that. Some great tips there. Auto accidents. Call Millie Athanason Law Offices of Millicent Athanason and ConsumerQB.com. You can see links there to all of our expert contributors. And we're going to get final thoughts from them as well. Uh, here coming up soon. Greg Bowman joins us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, the AC guy of Tampa Bay. Plus, our feel-good story of the day. Find out about this contestant that wins $145,000 and then donates all the money to charity. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend, Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty, top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. Uh, here's a hot property listing if you're looking to build a property maybe or build a home that is uh, zero gun highway in Odessa. This is a great opportunity. This is almost two acres or just over two acres, and it is a waterfront property on a beautiful lake, 2.21 acres. Uh, 1.05 is buildable, and you got about 1,250 feet along the frontage of gun highway, which could be potentially a, another commercial zone uh, if you if you were to try to go that route and try to change the zoning. Lakefront, residential or specific commercial use, Great opportunity, zero gun highway uh, in Odessa, Florida. Uh, vacant land available for sale. Again, we have about 15 other vacant lots and land uh, parcels for sale here in beautiful Tampa Bay. Um, also, uh, we've got a property at 304 East Waters Avenue, another vacant lot, 304 East Waters Avenue in Tampa, uh, close over there where it used to be the dog track, over by 275. Uh, close to uh, Bird Street as well. 304 East Waters Avenue. Got a nice size lot here. 0.44 acres, 95 feet of frontage along Waters Avenue. 40 to 50,000 vehicles a day passing by. Great property for a potential for a car lot or something along those lines. And you can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And giving a shout out to our friends over at Replenish IV Solutions. When I leave here today, I'm heading over to Replenish IV Solutions. I'm going to visit the nurse. She's going to hook me up to a vitamin infusion drip. And what this is, is getting all the best vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, all the good stuff into your bloodstream. So it's more effective because it's going right in your bloodstream, obviously, than taking vitamins and uh, you know pills orally. Uh, safe and effective way to restore your body's immune system with crucial vitamins and minerals and nutrients 
and Replenish IV Solutions, longtime friend of the Consumer Quarterback Show. They can actually come to you as well, to your home or office, Replenish IV Solutions. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, let's go back to Millie. Millie was in the middle of a story here. Millie Athanason, law offices of Millicent Athanason. Uh, she's a local attorney talking about car accidents, auto accidents. Also coming up, Fred Mew, Tampa Screens at Aluminum, and Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay, coming up right after that. Uh, Millie, let's go back to you. Final thoughts and uh, a little bit about you know how you can help folks. Absolutely. Um, you know, I always recommend, obviously, that if you are in, a, in an automobile accident, before you ha- give any recorded statement to the insurance company, to please contact a lawyer. You do want to report the accident, but I think you should contact a lawyer and have someone represent you, whether it's me or, or anyone. Obviously, I would prefer that it's me. And you can reach me at one eight three three ask Millie. And that's M-I-L-L-Y. And uh, you can also reach me at 727-376-9100. My office is in Newport, Ritchie, but with the advent of technology, I mean, I can meet on the Zoom or or any other type of video conferencing, or I can meet really any place that somebody wants to meet uh, to, to discuss the accident. And I appreciate you allowing me the forum to speak here today. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. So, and that would be a good exercise just to do, just to have an attorney friend saved in your phone. Just say, just pull out your phone and, and dial 833-ASK-MILLIE. Save that, that number was- in your phone. That way, when it happens, something happens, uh, you can reach out and it's right there in your phone book, saved in your uh, beautiful smart device there. All right, Millie, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care. My pleasure. You as well. All right, Fred Muth. Let's go back to Fred. uh, Tampa Screens and Aluminum. Final thoughts, my friend. Words of wisdom and parting words of advice. For all consumers, uh, when you're taking bids on any type of a project at your property, make sure that you have a list of questions to ask the representative of the company. There's a lot of people in this business, unfortunately, that still entertain the thought of keep it simple. Well, I don't believe that that works very well in the construction industry. It may work very well if you're selling standard products, but when you're selling construction, you cannot keep it simple. There's a lot of things that the um, the salesman designer needs to bring to the attention of the homeowners before they sign on the dotted line. I, I'm, a, I'm a homeowner myself, and, uh, and, and I push this theory uh, very hard in this business because it's unfortunate. There's a lot of Consumers that buy product in our industry that is not exactly what they thought that they were going to get from the beginning. So ask a lot of questions, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, and make sure that the representative is not apprehensive about answering your questions. Yeah, and Fred, uh, while we got you on the show here, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, uh, Fred, I want to bring Greg in the conversation because I think uh, there might be some crossover here, too. I know sometimes people try to add uh, uh, air conditioning systems to the screen room. Sometimes they put glass in there as well and, and maybe talk about ways to do that. But uh, let's let's first welcome in Greg Bowman. Yeah, thanks, uh, Brandon. It's great to be here. Hi, Greg. Hey, hey Fred. AC guy of yeah. Tampa Bay uh, in studio here, and we've got uh, Fred uh, Muth. 
uh, AKA the Tin Man on the phones, Tampa screens and aluminum. So yeah, let's talk about that dynamic. A lot of times people want to add square footage and they have an existing uh, porch patio lanai. And then Greg, they say, Hey, I want to add, you know, I want to make this added square footage. Have mm-hmm. you seen that d- dynamic out there? Have you seen that with homeowners? No, definitely. I mean, not so much if it's a screen room, but if it's, if they're enclosing it in glass, yeah. Um, yep. that they want to bring that in and make it a condition space that definitely adds value to a home. Uh, when you consider that, uh, every square foot might add a hundred dollars to the sale price. Uh, you know, definitely that, that can be valuable to do that. Yeah. And what kind of system might you add in that, in that situation? Uh, typically, um, the mini split ductless design works very well for those type of rooms. I mean, sometimes you can actually get ducts out into that area, but, uh, uh, most of the time, a ductless unit, um, which is a separate system, is the best solution for, for that type of an area. Is that kind of like the European style where it's Correct. just kind of up there on the yeah, wall? Yeah, there's like what, typically what we call a cassette on the wall, either yeah. on the wall or on the floor that's connected to an outdoor unit uh, via a small tubing package um, that, that operates that way. But yeah, typically you would think of that more of European or Asian. That's where it's been more popular than it has been in the U S but it's made a lot of inroads in the last few years. Yeah. It seems like in, in my trips overseas, it's, it's a uh, very, you know, the, the air conditioning, you know, you turn it on only when you need it only in that specific area. Right. That's, know. that's typically how it is in Europe or, or Asia. Um, yeah. it's really the, the American markets that use ducted air conditioning, central yeah. air conditioning systems. You don't really see that in most of the world actually. So. Yeah. Fred, yeah. uh, same to you, man. You see, you see that out there. People, you know, wanted to add that square footage in there. Uh, you know, that's correct. Yeah. We, we see a lot of that. And, uh, the, your standard cookie cutter home, uh, is built and, uh, underneath the slab for the habitable space, they put a visqueen, which is a plastic base to prevent moisture from coming through. However, on the extended lanai out the back that's already built into the footprint of the home with the shingle roof, they generally do not include that visqueen base because that is not habitable space. And if you put glass windows in or even vinyl or acrylic, a lot of times you have a lot of moisture coming through the concrete slab because there's no visqueen barrier underneath, and which is which is a sad situation because it's, it doesn't cost that much to add a little extra visqueen, but the builders typically do not do it. Now, if we build the room on the back, whether it's a screen room or whether it's going to be built for glass, uh, acrylic, whatever, our concrete man, William Connor, we've been using, I've been working with him since 1996. He'll put Visqueen down regardless. He doesn't ask questions. Um, he knows that uh, no matter what, when you put the Visqueen base down, three things happen. It prevents moisture from coming through. It allows that concrete to stay moist and wet for a longer period of time so that it gets harder. And then should there ever be a hairline crack anywhere in the slab, it eliminates the bugs from coming through. So the, the Visqueen is not that expensive, uh, but a lot of other contractors, they, they do not like to use it, unfortunately. Here's a question for both of you as well that will come up. And, and by the way, if you just joined us, uh, Brandon Rimes here. I'm your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're talking with Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay, a uh, longtime friend of the program, as well as Fred Muth, uh, Tampa Screens and Aluminum. Uh, one of our longest-running uh, expert contributors on the show, five or six years, maybe even longer uh, on the show, Fred. Uh, yes. Open permits. Talk to me about open permits. Sometimes, you know, we're listing a property, and there, there'll, there'll be a, a you know some type of an addition that they added, but they didn't permit it, or it's an open permit that it didn't close out. Maybe a previous contractor uh, maybe didn't close it out. Greg, uh, we'll start with you. Yeah, that's a very common thing. Um, well, first of all, that's a very common thing that permits, especially for air conditioning changeouts, are not pooled. We see it all the time. We'll go into a job that 
we're like, how did this ever pass inspection? And you know, it doesn't take much checking to see whether well, there was never a permit. No wonder they got away doing this. Oh, wow. um, but open permits is basically when a permit has been pulled, but then it's never been closed out. Uh, you know, part of the process is it requires a final inspection by the jurisdiction okay. uh, to, to verify that everything was done to code. And then they sign off on the permit, close it out. An open permit now can prevent real estate sales. I'm sure uh, it's a, you know, something we get called out on occasionally to, to say, Hey, this, we had this work done and our, we have an open permit. Can you guys help us out? Um, we are very thorough in our company about making sure we close those permits out because they can come back to bite you. We actually had one that uh, we had closed out. Um, but for whatever reason, the jurisdiction did not have it marked as closed out. And mm. um, we had to, you know, straighten that mess out. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a problem. Yeah, and, you, and it'll, it'll hold up a closing. It'll cause problems. Mm-hmm. So even sell buyers could say, "Hey, you know, I'm just this too many." You know, it doesn't take much in in some cases to scare off a buyer. Mm-hmm. Fred, have you seen that in your space? Well, it's um, in the past two months I've seen it three times. And uh, city of Tampa, for example. Now let's go back to concrete. When it's a concrete slab and there's a permit involved with the slab, uh, several things have to take place. Number one, a site inspection has to take place, where the inspector comes out prior to any work being done. Make sure that the, uh, the that the trees are, are wrapped. Make sure that the silt fence is in place. Make sure that you're not too close to oak trees. And then, and the second inspection would be uh, for the for what's called the footer inspection, where they come out after it's formed to make sure that it's, it's the right depth, the right steel. And then the third inspection is the final when the entire job is done. And, and I do see quite often uh, where my competitors will uh, sell the job a little less than me. They get the work, and then. Um, we find out later on that there was no site inspection or footer inspection for the slab. The slab was poured. It probably has the footer. And uh, the fact that it never had the site inspection or the footer inspection, they cannot close that permit out. That permit will sit there open until somebody brings in an engineer and negotiates with the city. And they probably are going to spend another 1000 or 1500 bucks now to clear this thing up. It's just a shame. You know, it's a shame that it happens. And then and also, um, when we come back, I want to talk about um, closing out a permit after the fact, because I know that's another scenario that comes up to play as well. Um, stay with us when we come back. Uh, more from our expert contributors here, Greg Bowman, AC Guy of Tampa Bay, acguyoftampa.com, acguyoftampa.com. Also, uh, Fred View, Tampa Screens and Aluminum here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Feel good story of the day. More from our experts right after this break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Ryan, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Also, your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show right here on AM860 to answer residential listings in Hillsborough County, giving you your market update, latest data here from the Mid-Florida Regional MLS. In January, the inventory went down again, 2292 in January, down to February, 1963 units available. Inventories down. Residential sales are up. So in January, 1798 properties were available for sale. And if you take that number, 
December into February, 2015 properties have sold. The absorption rate is 97.4%, and it's a 1.03 month supply of inventory. Again, a strong seller's market. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, right now would be a great time for move up buyers, by the way, uh, because you're taking advantage of less inventory. Uh, also, uh, at higher price points, you have less competition. So reach out. We'd love to talk to you. 813 750 0550. Call or text our hotline 813-750-0550. And for all of our listings, you can see platinummvpteam.kw.com. That's platinummvpteam.kw.com. And if you'd like more information about our radio and TV show, you can go to consumerqb.com. That's consumerqb.com. Make it a great day. Please go out there and do something kind for one another and perform a random act of kindness. We'll see you next time. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at consumerqb.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty, helping you win in any marketplace. Every day we tell you something good in our feel good story of the day. All right, so you get a contestant that wins $145,000 on Wheel of Fortune. By the way, we looked it up. 1975 is how long uh, the, the Wheel of Fortune, since 1975, the Wheel of Fortune has been on air. Uh, Donates it all to less fortunate. So a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune uh, donated his entire winnings, $145,000, to a charity, two charity, multiple charities. Uh, Scott uh, Colbrenner of Encino, California, was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune. He had won uh, $145,000 in prizes, plus collected an additional additional $100,000 grand prize. He donated all the money split between two charitable organizations, Uplift Family Services and Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. And he was quoted by saying, while I hoped I would do okay on the show, I never thought that anything like this could happen, end quote. And he says, uh, goes on to say, I got lucky that day and I knew right away I wanted to share my good fortune. And he says, uh, the memories from that day will last forever, but the urgent need in our community cannot wait. There's our feel good story of the day. Awesome. Love those stories and uh, feel good story and Helping you win in any marketplace, that's our goal. ConsumerQB.com, you can see links there to all of our expert contributors. And we got two of our best here on the show right now. Uh, Fred Muth, uh, Tampa Screens and Aluminum. Greg Bowman, AC guy of Tampa Bay. And uh, gentlemen, wanted to mention uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about before, when you talk about square footage, such a key mm-hmm. indicator to price and value. And then you get into dollar per square foot. Uh, but, but as we were talking just some of the, the different things. And, and Greg, I know we want to talk about life cycle cost of the machine and then the quality of the machine, how long that's going to last in, in the repair and maintenance. Uh, going back to a previous point, though, is a lot of times the screen rooms, they want to count that as square footage. But what I found, at least in Pinellas County, uh, when 
the county is petitioned to say, hey, we've added square footage or we've added air conditioning. We may have dropped a duck in there. Uh, but what sometimes they say is that you can't add that square footage uh, because it's not uniform. It's not a stucco concrete wall or even a wood frame. It's a little bit uh, different construction type. Uh, so I wanted to get your take on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically if we go to add uh, air conditioning to a screen room or an area like that, we have to go through a, <clears throat> a permitting cycle where we have to submit uh, energy calcs um, and different forms. Um, but that is something that you would come up against. Like if the if that structure was uh, a, probably an all-aluminum structure or something that wasn't insulated, we probably would be denied the, the right to actually add air conditioning to that. Um, mm, okay. You know, it has to meet the current energy codes when we go to do that. That's good um, information. For, for it to be able to be considered conditioned space, which is, you know, if you're talking about, you know, 200 square foot at depends on the area you're in, but at least probably a hundred dollars a square foot, that's $20,000 added to your home value. That's huge value that, you know, somebody can add if they can be able to, to count that. But right. there are some hoops to jump through to make that happen. Yeah. Fred, same question to you, my friend. Oh, same that? thing. And, yep. you know, I can, I could just say ditto to, um, to what we just heard. Uh, the, the, the thing is, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm off on this one. Uh, it's still my understanding that to make that habitable space, it doesn't necessarily have to have air conditioning. It has to have HVAC and electric. And and I think there are the, there are the two requirements uh, to make it, to turn it into habitable space. Uh, if we're building it from the scratch, obviously it would also have to have the visqueen barrier base. Do you, do you know anything uh, anything different from what I just said? No, that would be my understanding as well that, um, you know, like um, it, it, you know, like we don't necessarily have to put air conditioning in it, but it does have to meet current energy code uh, for it to be considered condition space yeah. um, so that that it can be counted as square foot as livable square footage in the in the footprint of the house yeah. for the value. Yeah. Of the house. And, that, and that dollar per square foot, like you mentioned, right. I think that's a key component is that it's it also they want uniformity as well. So if the rest right. of the house is stucco concrete block or even stucco over uh, wood frame. Uh, awesome. Good stuff there. Now, Greg, I want to go back to you. Talk a little bit about, you know, the decision when people look at these air conditioning units, they just think it's some kind of a box and what's on the inside. I don't really know. I heard mm-hmm. there's some kind of a capacitor and these things, right. but when you look at different brands and you think about, okay, repairs and the life cycle. So life cycle cost. Yeah. We, when we uh, are, are consulting with a customer about replacing their air conditioning, we try and encourage them to look at it from a life cycle cost um, perspective, not your initial investment because the initial investment is only a very small part of the picture. We've done years of studying it uh, to see that if you take the lowest investment up front, yes, year one, you did well. But if you're going to be in that home for 10 years, by the end of those 10 years, you will have invested more in that basic air conditioner than you would have if you put a little bit better machine in with longer warranties, uh, better components to last longer, you know, and and that type of thing. Uh, So it's really important to, you know, kind of evaluate where you're at. Like if you're flipping a house, that they're going to make the decision on that based on I, my costs are only year one. I don't care about year yeah. two through 10. Exit strategy. Correct. Yeah. So they're going to look for the lowest upfront cost. But if you're going to be in that home for five years or 10 years, you really want to take a look at what the life cycle costs are, you know, repair costs. What are the repair costs going to be? The efficiency level of the unit is going to impact your annual operating costs. So you need to look at that. I, you know, it makes a little more sense to invest a little bit more in a higher efficiency unit if you're going to be paying the electric bill to air condition that area for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. You'll recoup a lot of that cost. So 
Um, you have to kind of, you know, look at it at more than just what's the contract price to put this unit in yeah. um, because that will burn you if you go just for the lowest contract price every yeah. time. It's almost like any industry, you know, you, you look at, you get what you pay for and you, you look at some of these flat fee listing services, people that, you know, pay a flat fee and then try to list their property. They end mm-hmm. up having problems or get sued and don't forget to disclose something. They don't, you know, just do the process properly. Uh, mm-hmm. we got a couple minutes here uh, left. Let's go. I want to give uh, Fred final thoughts, Fred. Fred Muth. Well, yeah, competence in the industry is very important because there are a lot of um, people in this industry that are basically incompetent in their job. And I think we all see that and suffer. Uh, you know, we, we obviously as homeowners, we do as well. But uh, it's it's a very good idea to when you're finding a contractor, make sure that they're very competent at, uh, at what they're doing. Awesome. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Fred. We appreciate it. Okay, take care. Tampa Screens and Aluminum, Fred Muth. All right, Greg Bowman, AC guy of Tampa Bay. Uh, Final thoughts, nuggets of advice, parting words of wisdom, my friend. I would just echo again what Fred was just saying. It is so important to you know to make sure you know who you're dealing with. That you're dealing with somebody who's going to stand behind the work. That's going to be there. You know, in the air conditioning business, that air conditioner is going to last you at least, hopefully, ten years. Um, we would like them to last longer. Unfortunately, it seems like the way our society is, the way we build things, we're building them pretty much for a 10-year life. And that's kind of 10 to 12 is kind of what we expect. But yeah. still, you're looking at about an investment for 10 to 12 years. You want to make sure that whoever's putting that in is doing the absolute best job that they can for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to have the the um, Votech school guys install your unit do you you want to have a professional do it you want it to be done right if you're buying a car you want to know that it was put together by the automotive engineers um you know not by uh um you know a couple of guys drinking beers on a saturday just putting parts together you want it you know you don't want it done right so it's important to to be to do your homework uh investigate who you're dealing with look at their reviews uh ask for for references we typically have a, a list of customers who have given us their permission to give out their phone numbers if our customer future customers want to call them you know ask a contractor yeah, for that you know great. do do some investigating make sure you know what you're getting into real quick are most of the uh, components made in America are most of the different manufacturer are they manufactured here unfortunately most of the components are not made in America yeah. uh, most of them are made overseas the motors the controls the electronics uh, the majority of that comes from overseas they're predominantly all in, in assembled in America. Assembled in America. Okay. You know, and, and like your your cabinets, uh, the coils, you know, the major components are still made in America, but, you know, a lot of the uh, the less uh, major pieces come from overseas. Yeah. All right. Greg Bowman, AC guy of Tampa Bay. Thanks again. Appreciate you coming in. And uh, you can see all of our expert contributors, ConsumerQB.com. Reach out to the hotline. We'd love to get you in touch uh, with any of our 50-plus show partners here on the show. We want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.